Welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. I'm your host, Tracy Mylacrane. I'm a business lawyer, an entrepreneur, and very much a realist. Rise Up in Business is designed to share with small business owners important legal information and some clever tips and tricks in short and sharp episodes, no legal jargon. With this podcast, I want to empower small business owners to rise up and take control in their business. I'll be here every Wednesday to tell you what you need to know without sending you to sleep. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 11. In the first episode of this season, I talked about launching a new business and I talked through my top five tips to get you started. In this episode, I'm going to talk about a really, really topical and really important matter that ties in closely with launching a new business, and that is launching with a friend. Oh my goodness, there is so much to say on this, Uh, but as always, I'm going to keep this short and to the point, and I'm going to flag the points that I see as vital. So yes, it can seem like a great idea to go into business with your friend. You're good friends, you get along really well, you like the same things, you like spending time together. That's a really great start. And you think, hey, why not? What could go wrong? The answer is a lot. And if something does go wrong, it can end up costing you your friendship as well as your business. I'm not saying don't do it. I am saying do it with your eyes wide open and do it properly so that if something does go wrong down the track, that you have an exit strategy in place that you can rely on to extract yourself relatively unscathed and hopefully with your friendship intact. I'm talking here both from my own personal experience and from the experience of many, many, many clients over the years. So what do we need to talk about? If you have decided that you and your bestie want to embark on a new business venture together, you absolutely need to record your agreement in writing. I cannot stress that enough. If you take nothing else away from my entire podcast, take this away. You must record your agreement in writing and you need to be crystal clear on everything, especially the things that you don't think you need to worry about such as who's doing what in the business if you're both both going to be working in the business. If you are a partnership, you need your partnership agreement. If you're going to operate as a company, then you need your shareholder agreement. If you're going to be operating as a joint venture, then yep, you need your joint venture agreement. Whatever structure you've decided on, hopefully in discussion with your accountant and your business lawyer, Whatever structure you've decided on, you must take the time to record it in writing properly. And my view is there's no better time than at the very beginning when there's plenty of love, plenty of enthusiasm, all of those things. There's so much hope and optimism. That is the ideal time to sit down and flesh out every little detail about your business and how it's going to run because everybody's on the same page and everybody's really happy and enthusiastic. It's all too late if something goes wrong later and then you try and work backwards to re-engineer what was supposed to have been your agreement. Forget it. It's just not worth it. So what do I see as the really, really, really important things 
first of all, who's doing what in the business? What are your responsibilities? The responsibilities of each and every person involved in this business, right down to the time you're expecting people to put in. Getting paid is another big one. How you're going to get paid, on what basis you're getting paid, when you're getting paid. If you're paying dividends because you're a company structure, when are you going to be declaring dividends? You don't want to get into a situation where three months in, somebody's expecting a big fat check because you've done really well so far, for example, but you think that the money's being better left in the business. They think that they want to get some of their money out. You just need to avoid those types of things. And the things I'm talking through are things that are can be avoided. These are things that you don't need to get into that really awkward conversation about because you can set all these out at the beginning in your documents. Another big one is what to do in the event that there's a misunderstanding. So yeah, you guessed it, a dispute resolution clause. You just want to nip things in the bud as quickly as you can. So what is the process going to be if there is a misunderstanding or if you realise that expectations have been misaligned? Really super important. It can help diffuse those hurt feelings or that confusion and it can help pave the way for a really positive way forward. Just as importantly as setting out what your responsibilities are and who's doing what is setting out an exit strategy. Oh my goodness. Honestly, I think the exit strategy is probably more important than anything else in the document. You need a crystal clear exit strategy so that if something does go wrong and you do want to exit, that you've got a really clear professional exit strategy that you can invoke and hopefully preserve the business or preserve its value if you've decided to sell it and with any luck, preserve the friendship. So I've seen it so many times where someone ends up thinking that somebody's going to do more than what they are or somebody's thinking that they're putting in more than what they ever wanted to. Someone thinks that the other partner takes too long to do things. The turnaround time's too long. You're not doing it as quickly as what you should be. You're costing us money. You're costing us customers. The list goes on. And the truth is, lots happens in life and things change. So a little bit down the track, someone's attention can become a little distracted or their availability can change because their circumstances in their life have changed. It happens. What do we do in these circumstances? We need to be able to revert back to a hard copy document to say, gosh, you know, I've noticed that you're doing this or you're not doing that. Here it is where we've agreed you're going to do this and I'm going to do that. Let's talk about this. Rather than, oh, but I thought that once we got the business up and running, I wouldn't have to do that anymore. Well, no, I thought you always would do it. Things like that. I thought you were going to do the hiring. Well, no, I thought I was. You can just imagine. Use your imagination because it knows no end. The list of things that can and do go wrong in business of which are avoidable is long and it's unfortunate. It doesn't need to be that way. In my experience, priorities are a big one which cause frustration and lead to disputes. So we have different priorities in life and that can mean that the business gets placed further down our priority list than what the other partner would necessarily like. That can lead to frustration. The other one that I see a lot of is timeframes. People don't think that the business is getting the due tension it deserves and that the other partner takes too long to come back to them on what they think are key things for the business. Whereas the other partner thinks that they've got more important things going on in life right now and that the business needs to take a backseat and that needs to be okay because you're my friend and you should understand. 
But the truth is, as soon as we get into those blurry areas, the grey areas of you're my friend, you should understand and you should be supporting me, you should know what I'm going through, you've got the other partner saying, yes, but this is our business and this is our livelihood and therefore we get into that really uncomfortable, awkward space. That's the sort of space that you can help navigate through, hopefully successfully, if you've got a really ironclad rock solid document that you've put together with care and attention right at the very beginning. I've got to say at this point that whilst I'm a big advocate for having your documents in order such that you can help avoid those colossal breakdowns if something goes wrong, what that document can't guard against is bruised egos and hurt feelings. We can't contract that one. So whilst there are no guarantees that your friendship will be able to be saved if things go wrong, what we can do is put you in the absolute best position to try and to be able to save your business or maintain its value if you've decided that you're going to ultimately sell the business. So there you have it. Again, I say prevention is better than cure. If you are going to go into business with your friend, I wish you the very best of luck. I caution you to take the time to record everything in writing, even the things you don't think you need to. You will not regret it. There is no substitute for preparation and this is not the time to be taking shortcuts. I hope that's helpful. If you do have questions about that, which often people do, feel free to reach out. That's what I'm here for. Either your business lawyer or your accountant are a great starting point to start talking about what it is you need to do to set yourself up properly so that it all goes well and hopefully you never have to rely on your document. That would be the very best scenario. That's it for today's episode. Short and sharp, just like I promised. If you liked the episode, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes and I would be most grateful if you would leave a review on Apple Podcast. As always, remember to keep your business legals in order with my Business Legal Strength Check. Grab your free copy by heading over to my website, tmsolicitor.com.au. I'll catch you next Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening.